0: Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, December thirteenth. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts, and I have to make a uh, a uh, apology. I guess I could say uh, there is no Truman or Johnny Glad on the show today. We couldn't figure out the times we thought we could, um, but everybody's getting back from Christmas break today, so little things are are crazy. So we didn't really have um, the. Uh, Ability to really schedule a time for them to both come in and do the show. Truman will be back um, in about four hours. And then by the time he got back, Johnny wasn't ready to do it. So I just figured, screw it. I'm just going to do the show one more time by myself. But again, with some bad news like that comes good news, because you will be getting me for another uh, hour-long show, so sit back and enjoy. But also, we posted a tweet yesterday saying we need guests for the show um, for the next couple of weeks while everybody's on Christmas break, and we got a bunch of responses, so we're going to be having a guest every single show uh, for the next couple of weeks. Um, We're only going to do one show the week after Christmas, because the fact that Christmas is on the tuesday i believe or something like that where we can't do a show that day but uh other than that we will be having a guest on every single day for the next couple of shows down the line so look forward to that but again, we have a big show for you today, it's just me, I'm not going to leave you uh, hanging uh, in terms of this is where you get your sports news, because this is the best place to get your sports news from anywhere, um, especially after that debacle on ESPN today where Stephen A. Smith was previewing the game uh, tonight versus the Chiefs and Chargers, uh, and he was talking about Spencer Ware, who's out tonight, he talked about Hunter Henry, who hasn't played a game this season due to a torn ACL, and he was talking about Derek Johnson, who was released by the Chiefs by uh, the beginning of the the year so three players he was talking about um about the game tonight players he wanted to watch were all three not playing or two out of the three haven't even played in a game this year at all um So then he quote tweeted it on Twitter and said, oh, I was talking about Virgil Green, not Hunter Henry. Virgil Green hasn't had a catch in about four weeks. Uh, He hasn't been doing much in terms of uh, offense uh, production for the Chargers, so I don't really know what Stephen A. Smith's doing. He's been caught sleeping on the set a couple times, Uh, so it's been rough the last couple shows for Stephen A. Smith, so... That's why you come to us. That's why you turn to us to get all your sports news because we are truly the best place to find it. Uh, So we're going to start today a little bit differently than where we usually start. Uh, We're going to start with some basketball, go into a little baseball because we have a lot of baseball news. Because baseball free agency is heating up. It's not as... uh, Uh, hot as it's going to get but again it is uh news is coming off the presses as we speak big Indians trade I wanted to talk about also I'm pretty pissed off so I want to start off with that um we're going to start with basketball here so Alonzo Trier he was finally able to secure a deal with the Knicks if you know Alonzo Trier um if you know his story he was undrafted out of Arizona or Arizona State I can't remember the two he was undrafted kind of surprised he wasn't drafted um But he ended up signing a two-way deal with the Knicks uh, and he has come on as of late and he has been one of the better rookies this year um, in terms of production for the Knicks. And that's huge for the Knicks because they still need young talent and it looks like they found a good one here in Alonzo Trier. Um, But what happens when you sign a two-way deal, there's a certain period I think where you can be in the NBA until that two-year deal has to turn into uh, a long-term set in stone type of deal. You can't play on a two-year deal your entire season if you're playing all 82 games uh, with the professional club. So they inked the two-year, $7 million deal today. Uh, so congrats to Alonzo Trier. That just shows what happens when you work hard. Uh, you get what you could, what you deserve. Uh, Alonzo Trier has been playing really well this season for the Knicks. Uh, and it's cool to see a guy like that get a deal. Uh, you know, 2 years, $7 million. I think there's an option in the second year. Uh, so it's a good deal for both teams. And, you know, a young player like Trier Uh, He's just going to keep providing uh, offensive production and defensive production for the Knicks for a long time, and that's good to see because the Knicks are so badly in need of talent. Next thing I wanted to talk about. This is something that pisses me off a little bit, not as much as the next thing will, which we will will talk about. Kevin Durant um, was asked the other day in an interview uh, with an NBA reporter, you know, they asked him what he does in his free time, and he says he likes to watch film of, of old and past and uh, current players today in the NBA to get uh, tips and stuff from. So they asked him, who are the three players that really stood out in his mind uh, when he's watching film? You know, Who does he like to view the most? Who does he like to watch film on the most? And he said, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and Kyrie Irving. Now, a lot of people took this, I think, in a little bit of a wrong way, which kind of makes me mad, because um, this became a pretty big story um, as soon as that came out, because people were saying, you know, why is he putting Ky- Kyrie Irving there, and why is he not putting LeBron? Is this kind of a slight at LeBron James? People like to look at it that way. In my, my opinion, I don't think it's a slight at LeBron. I don't think it's a slight at LeBron at all. I think Kevin Durant has a pretty good respect for LeBron, and I was watching... Colin Coward yesterday, which I usually do um, in the afternoons, and he was saying how he turned this story into the fact that Kevin Durant will never be on LeBron's level, he'll never surpass LeBron just because he went to the Warriors, Um, and the disrespect he shows LeBron, blah 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 blah. I don't think I see it that way at all. I don't think it's a slight on LeBron at all. Obviously, I think Kevin Durant respects LeBron and watches LeBron's film, but I just think it's just like an offhanded comment that really shouldn't be talked about that much. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, maybe I'm not. I just I don't think it's a sign of disrespect. I think people NBA. Reporters, NBA fans, NBA players are so sensitive today. I just think it's just an offhanded comment. You know, oh, who do you like to watch the most? Oh, uh, Jordan, Kobe, and Kyrie. You know, just because you don't say LeBron doesn't mean you don't like LeBron. Just because it doesn't mean you don't respect LeBron. Just doesn't mean you think you're better than LeBron. Because it doesn't at all. Because obviously, Kyrie Irving um, is not even close to the level of LeBron or even Kevin Durant. Because I have those two on the same level. Um, which is, again, I'm not disrespecting LeBron. I don't think any less of LeBron James because of that. Um, but I just think it's a stupid story to be talking about. I think it's stupid that it's all over uh, NBA uh, news and all this stuff just because Kevin Durant left LeBron out uh, of his top three watchable players. It's not. He didn't say the best players of all time. He didn't say who, who do you think is better than you. He didn't say... Um, Anything like that? He just said they just asked him, "Who do you like to watch the most when you're watching film?" Oh, Kyrie Irving, Kobe Bryant, and Michael Jordan. Uh, he didn't have to say LeBron. He probably should have, honestly, because I think LeBron is probably better film to watch uh, than Kyrie Irving. But he didn't, and I just don't think it's that big of a deal to be talking about. And I'm actually kind of annoyed that we had to make this a story. Um, but that's all I wanted to say on that topic. I mean, I think NBA Twitter, like I said, is pretty. Uh, sensitive and they take stories that are kind of small. They take little tweets and stuff that are small or little qu- quotes or comments in some uh, small magazine interview and they blow it up way beyond them where where it needs to be blown up. But that's all I wanted to say on that. Now let's get to something that really makes me angry and that is 35 days. We are at day 35. Carmelo Anthony hasn't been playing in an NBA game. That's right. 35 days since Carmelo Anthony last played in an NBA game. And that game, 35 days days ago, was the worst game I've ever seen him play. Where he went 2-for-7. Just a terrible, terrible game all around. He got embarrassed on national television. uh, But 35 days. That's where we're at. 35 days since Carmelo Anthony last played in an NBA game. And about 37 since Carmelo Anthony last played well in an NBA game. And this makes me mad. Not because of the fact he hasn't been signed yet, because I think it's time's coming. I think he's waiting uh, till the holidays are over, till he makes a decision on where to go. I get mad when people make fun of him. People are saying, "Oh, nobody wants him. He's just you know a piece of trash left out on the on the on the curb." Carmelo Anthony is still useful in today's NBA. Carmelo Anthony will be signed. Uh, whether that's the Warriors, where I think he should go. If I was, if it was up to me, I pick the Warriors. Not only because I think he has the best chance to win a championship there, um, but I think he could really actually help out that Warriors team. Um, Carmelo Anthony is known in his career as being one of the best uh, locker room guys. His teammates love him. Everybody loves playing with Carmelo. Um, I think if he went to the Warriors, played some pretty solid minutes off the bench I think he could help not only bring together that locker room a little bit more but also help out in terms of offense you know they lost Nick Young they don't really have a three-point shooter coming off the bench and I think Carmelo could help that And I think he's a lot better than Nick Young not only do I think Carmelo Anthony could work with the Warriors I think he could work at a lot of different places I think he still has a lot left in the tank like I said but it's 35 days Carmelo Anthony still hasn't played yet I think he'll be back after the holidays. I think he'll get a contract. I've seen a little bit of reports popping up here and there about, uh, you know, the Lakers are interested, different teams are interested, LeBron's interested. Uh, It's going to happen. He's not going to go anywhere else. He's not going to retire. He's staying ready, so he doesn't have to get ready. Um, and he's once that new contract comes, he'll sign it up, and he'll be out uh, wherever he goes, and he'll be playing again. He'll be getting buckets again because that's what Carmelo Anthony does. He is a beast. He is a star, uh, and that doesn't change just because of the fact um he hasn't signed in a couple of days, almost a month. Uh, it sucks. I haven't really been able to watch a ton of NBA basketball since Carmel Anthony's been gone. Cause I don't know who to root for. I don't know what team, uh, to put all my, uh, uh, emotions into. I don't really know where to go. You know, it was the Rockets. I prepared in the entire off season to get ready for the Rockets. I studied up on their history. I studied up on their current players, different things. And I got myself emotionally invested in the Houston Rockets. Um, But that changed. Very quickly that changed. And now I'm left with a lot of useless information about the Houston Rockets. And I have no clue where to turn my NBA energy to. You know, I got a lot of time on my hands now that school's over uh, with break. I'd like to invest my energy into another team. I'd like to watch some NBA basketball. But I have no clue who to root for. So we're waiting. I'm going to stay here. I still have my my flag in my hand, my Carmelo Anthony flag. I'm still on top of that Carmelo Anthony Hill, and I'm still defending it with my other guys to this day. Um, Shout out to that soccer player uh, for – I'm not a soccer fan. Manchester United, I believe. Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, Ousmane Dembley, I think that's how you pronounce the name. He's French. Uh, He scored a goal the other day. He he hit up the Carmelo Anthony threes to the head. So we're still here. We're we're a silent bunch. Us Carmelo Anthony fans. We're a silent bunch, but we're still here. We're still fighting those front lines, waiting for our guy to get another opportunity, and we think he will one day. Um, And it's gonna be soon. I think it's after the holidays. Like I said, I've made this comment before. He's a family man. He wants to spend time with his family. He hasn't had a lot of time with his family during Christmas and the holidays. So I think come January 1st, Carmelo Anthony will have uh, a new deal ready to go, ready to be signed. So just keep a watch out for that. But other than that, that's NBA news. Let's turn to baseball right now. But before that, I wanted to talk to you guys about my guy, Dom, at these home cuts. So picture this. We talked about it a little bit on Tuesday. You're getting ready uh, for the family holiday party. Um, everybody gathers around, you're all in your sweaters Getting ready to take a nice picture in front of the fire together But oh no, your hair's screwed up What are you going to do? You haven't gotten a haircut in a long time The party's coming You know that that classic family picture is coming Where are you going to go? Where are you going to turn to get a fresh cut? Um, and then with Christmas coming around the corner You spent all your money on Christmas presents You don't have money to go get an expensive haircut So where are you going to do? Where are you going to turn? What are you going to do? Calm down, take a breath and turn to my guy Dom at These Home Cuts. These Home Cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, you can get a fresh haircut um and modern styling. Uh like I said, $7. You can't get a better uh price anywhere and you can't get a better haircut anywhere. Dom's home cuts, he's been hooking guys up around our area uh, for the last couple of years. Let me tell you, we have never looked or felt better. Every time you go into the shop, you're gonna get a professional cut, and they get better every single time because Dom is always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut and best haircutting experience possible. Dom's back in town, uh college is over, he's back in town, the shop's getting ready to get back up and running again. Uh so go in there, check it out, $7. Don't worry about that Christmas picture because Dom will have you looking fresh. Uh, check out his Instagram at D's Home Cuts. Send him, a, send him a, a DM, ask him a couple questions, or set up an appointment directly in his in his bio. Dom's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So baseball, a lot of things have been going on in baseball Uh as of late, as of about an hour, uh, especially with the Indians, I know a lot of our fans are Indians fans, so we are going to talk about the Edwin Encarnacion trade, but before that, let's get some, uh, some other moves out of the way. Uh, We'll start with Charlie Morton. He was signed by the Rays. Charlie Morton last year had a pretty good year with the Astros. He went fifteen and three with about a three point one ERA. He actually recorded the final out in the twenty seventeen World Series. Uh, He was an All Star last year, Uh, so he's going to be the number two starter in uh, Tampa Bay here, right behind Blake Snell, Uh, Cy Young winner Blake Snell. This rotation's coming together a little bit. Charlie Morton uh, kind of resurrected his career with the Astros. Uh, He's only he's thirty four, so he's a little bit older. So a two-year, thirty-million-dollar contract is a pretty good deal, though, because you're getting him short, a short-term deal uh, where you can develop more starters behind him because he is a veteran and he has been through it all. Charlie Morton to the Rays, good signing for them. Let's see what other deals we're gonna talk about. Justin Bohr was signed by the Angels. Bohr in 2017 uh, was really exciting. You know, he had one of the best years uh, with. the uh, Miami Marlins. Uh, he was hitting 2 289 with 25 home runs. He was in the home run derby. Uh, he had a pretty good showing in the home run derby, although he got outshadowed. Um, and he he then got traded uh, to the Phillies. They got a pretty good return. Uh, the Mariners did. Uh, Marlins did actually in return. They got a pretty good return for him. But he ended up not playing as well in 2018 as he did in 2017. He hit 227 with 20 home runs uh, last year. So the power is still there but the consistency is not where you want it to be, where it was in 2017. So he's looking to bounce back. Like he said, um, he only played in about 100 games last year, so there is ability to bounce back, and there is a bunch of upside. And like I said, the power is there. You can't deny that. Uh, The Angels have been looking for a solid first baseman, and I think Bohr is going to be that guy. He's he's 30 years old, so he's on the younger side, I guess you could say. Um, And I think it's a good deal for the Angels. So Justin Bohr to the Angels. Tanner Rourke was acquired by the Reds. Uh, interesting because uh, the last couple years Rourke has been kind of bad. He's posted about a 4.3 ERA across 180 innings, uh, but he's been struggling a lot. Um, you know, he's looking for more of a consistent type of uh, season that he's had in a couple a couple years now. He, he hasn't really been that great in about three years, um, but. From 2014 to 2016, he was pitching about a sub sub three ERA. So he does have the ability to bounce back. Um, and then the Reds, who have a really good uh, batting order, have a really good um, offense. They're not not really good, but pretty good, pretty decent offense. They've been looking for pitching for a long time. They've thrown a bunch of names out there. Uh, you know, they got Matt Harvey last year, who actually bounced back a little bit. Um, but they're asking now Tanner Work to kind of be a mainstay in that rotation for a long time. You know, hopefully for a couple years. So hopefully Work uh, can do that for them. Next, J.A. Happ was re-signed by the Yankees. Uh, Happ, you know, he signed a two-year deal with the Yankees. Uh, you know, he was an all-star last year with the Blue Jays. Then he was traded to the Yankees. And he ended up finishing the season 17-6 and with a 3.6 ERA. Um, you know, he had a lot of deals um in place i know he was a big name on the market but the yankees were able to bring him back and now they're going to just sure up that rotation that's already looking pretty strong with severino tanaka the, new, the newly acquired paxton and then cc sabathia who also signed a deal so they do have a pretty good rotation still heading into 2019 uh and hap continues uh to pitch for the yankees next uh Let's see here. We'll talk about Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly was signed to the Dodgers three years, $25 million. You know, Joe Kelly had, had a pretty up-and-down season in 2018, but he was a mainstay for the Boston Red Sox in that bullpen. Uh, he actually had a pretty good World Series, pretty good postseason. He had a sub-1 ERA in the postseason. Uh, he didn't even allow a run in the five uh, World Series appearances that he had. He was a mainstay for the for the uh, Red Sox. He was a fan favorite. Um, he's got that Irish kind of cocky swagger. You know, he got into a fight uh, with somebody I can't remember who last year. Um, but he is a very good bullpen piece, uh, and I know the Red Sox really didn't want to pay him. Um, but this does hurt. This is a pretty big blow for the Red Sox. Joe Kelly was. Their bullpen for a long time. And now he's going to pretty much their rivals um, in the NL with the Dodgers. Who, who are going to show up that bullpen even more now. So Joe Kelly to the Dodgers. Uh, then let's talk about the deal that went down about a half hour ago. Edwin Encarnacion was traded to the Mariners. Uh, with a three team deal that involved the Indians, the Rays, and the Mariners. So the Mariners got Edwin. Edwin. Um, the Indians got Carlos Santana and Jack Bowers, uh, and then the uh, Mariners. I mean, the uh, the Rays got Yandy Diaz in return. So it's a three-team deal. A lot of different things went on too, but those are the three. Those are the main players involved. A lot of cash uh, and players to be named la- later, and draft picks were moved around. Um, so that's not the entire. Uh, Details of the deal, but again, we'll talk about Edwin first. Edwin came to Cleveland a couple years ago after the World Series. I remember it was December when we signed him. It was during the winter meetings. I was pretty excited because Edwin had a great year with the uh, Blue Jays, and I was excited to see what he could do with the Indians, uh, coming off a World Series. You know, just add him to our lineup. Um, And for a couple years, the two years he played here, he did a pretty good job. I'll give him that. You know, he wasn't Um, what he was with Toronto, he was never an all-star, but he did hit his fair share of home runs. He did play, um, maybe not up to the amount of money that we paid him, but a pretty good amount. He was worth it, I would say, in terms of the signing. Uh, he held down that DH role pretty well for us for a long time. I'm glad to get this contract off the books, though. I know Indians fans and Indians ownership, especially, aren't used to paying a guy like that such a big amount of money. We're used to our uh, homegrown small name guys, Uh, but Edwin did the best he could. I think you know, age was a was a part of it. Um, But while he was here, he was loved by the fans, and it sucks to see him go. Uh, But we did get Carlos Santana back, and Santana last year he posted a 2.5. Uh, war, uh, and Edwin posted a 2.1 war. Uh, so basically the Indians are getting the better player in return as well as getting about $9 million off the payroll. Now, Carlos Santana's deal with the Phillies, uh, is what we'll be getting in return. Um, and that was a pretty expensive contract for a pretty small market player like Carlos. Um, but in terms of what you're giving up, you're giving up Edwin's big contract, and by the end of the day, you'll save about $9 million. So it's a good deal for the Indians. Um, Carlos Santana, I think, will be the first baseman. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do with Yonder Alonso yet. I think I'd like to trade him. Um, and then we're getting Jack Bauer, who is a young, raw prospect. He hit about 200 last year, so not what you expect from somebody who was a pretty good prospect coming up. Uh, but he was a fan favorite for Tampa Bay. Uh, and I know they're pretty broken up about getting rid of him, but hopefully he can be a mainstay at first base for us for a long time. But again, now we brought in pretty much three first basements. Uh, Carlos Santana can hold down the DH role. Uh, but I think Alonzo is kind of the odd man out now. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do there yet. Now we'll go to Tampa Bay. Yandy Diaz. I was excited for Yandy this year. I thought Yandy was going to be our third baseman. Um, and now I think he'll be the starting third baseman for the Rays. I think Yandi, this one will hurt us. It will come back to hurt us pretty badly. Same with Jesus Aguilar, who ended up making the all-star team last year, a guy we got rid of. Um, it's going to hurt us, I think. Not, not at first. I think Yandi will struggle to start. But once he starts getting consistent at-bats at third, I think he's gonna to start to find himself pretty successful there in Tampa Bay, and I think the Tampa Bay Rays uh, are gonna love him. And I'm kind of mad we got rid of him. But in terms of everything else, you know, obviously we got Carlos back. I'm excited to bring Carlos back into this organization. Uh, he's a fan favorite. He is, I think. In terms of how many games he's played with the Indians, I think he leads, uh, or he's top 10 in games played with the Indians, I think, in franchise history. Uh, so he'll continue to build on that. Uh, and it's just nice to have a familiar face back in the clubhouse. Um, but again, it pisses me off, and I do want to talk about this a little bit more, um, just because it kind of angers me that we got rid of Yandy Diaz Uh because I think Yandy's going to be a pretty special player in years to come. But other than that, you can't complain too much about it when you're getting Carlos back. Um, you know, that deal was good. I wish we would have just done that. Uh, I like Jack Powers in terms of his potential. But last year, he didn't show me anything where he hit 200. Not great. Uh... I would have liked it to just do Edwin for Carlos straight up, but I'm not really sure what the Mariners are going to do because they've shown that they're rebuilding, and I'm pretty sure they don't want to pay Edwin uh, this uh, big of a contract, so I think we'll see Edwin either get released or traded in the next couple days, I don't think he'll take a single at-bat with the Mariners uh, come 2019, but I could be wrong, but I don't know. I think the Mariners are rebuilding. They've shown that they don't really want to pay a DH that much, which is why they're not bringing back Nelson Cruz. But again, this deal is going to lead to a couple more deals because I don't think the Indians are going to keep Alonzo now, uh, and I don't think the... uh, Mariners are going to keep Edwin because they're not going to want to pay Edwin his full sum of money, but who knows? We'll see what happens. Best of luck to Yandy, uh in Tampa Bay. Best of luck to Edwin uh, with Seattle or wherever he goes. And then obviously welcome Jack Bowers and welcome back Carlos Santana uh carlos santana is one of my favorite players actually I have his poster hanging up on my wall right now uh the poster of him when we caught the world series he caught the last uh out to go to the world series i got it signed at tribe fest so it's really cool one of my favorite pieces of memorabilia um and i'm glad to have him back uh in cleveland so we'll see what happens we'll see what he does we'll see how this lineup turns out for the indians hopefully they make some more moves in terms of offense and bullpen i don't want them to trade away that starting pitching but they could and they could disappoint me even more but that's baseball, that's life as an Indians fan. But other than that, I want to uh, wrap it up there with baseball and move now to football, uh, where we'll finish out the show at. But other than that, that's it for baseball. We're going to start with football. Um, but before that, I wanted to talk about a guy by the name of Andrew at A's Lawn Service. So you're asking me, Travis, why are you talking about a lawn service? It's December. Uh, the lawns really don't need cut anymore, um, things like that. You don't really need a lawn service right now. But you need a snow removal guy. You need those leaves, those pesky leaves. It's, it's nice out right now. There's no snow on the ground, really. Those pesky leaves are still everywhere in your yard. Turn to A's. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. A's Lawn Service does everything. They do snow removal. Uh, they're one of the best places around northeast Ohio. Like these home cuts, they're the best place around northeast Ohio for uh, lawn care and snow removal. So check them out. A's Lawn Service. The phone number is 330 330- Two four one two three nine two again three three zero two four one two three nine two and the email is lawn service a's at gmail.com. a's lawn service llc you grow it we cut it let's talk football. Let's talk week 15. Let's talk Thursday night's matchup. We're going to do predictions. uh, And I'll see if there's any headlines I wanted to talk about. Uh, But we're going to start with predictions in week 15. And we'll start with Thursday night's game uh, right now. So let's get into it. Chiefs, Chargers. uh, It's going to be an interesting game. Last Thursday night game of the season. uh, Which sucks. It hurts me. It pains me very deep down low to say that. uh, We will not have any more Thursday night football uh, for the rest of the season. But... They did leave us, if they're going to leave us, if Thursday Night Football is going to fall away from our screens, they did leave us with probably the best Thursday night matchup of the season. Chargers and Chiefs at at Arrowhead, which is one of the funnest stadiums to watch. Uh, It's going to be loud, it's going to be rocking, and it's going to be a good matchup. Interesting thing in this game is the Chiefs running back situation. They have no Kareem Hunt. He's gone. He's officially out of the roster. Spencer Ware played last week. He is hurt. He will not be the starting running back tonight. He will not play. Damian Williams, I believe his name has probably got that next up because, honestly, he's not a well-known running back. Uh, I picked him up in fantasy, though, because I know he's going to be the lead back tonight. Uh, but... Um, yeah, Damian Williams for the Chiefs. Uh, he is going to be the guy backup running back is Charkantic West, familiar name, uh, but he's been out of the, out of the league for the last couple of years. But Damian will be the running back tonight. Uh, you know, he's 26 years old. He's out of Oklahoma. I'm not really sure where else he comes from, uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what he does from here. Uh, let me see where. I can't really remember. Oh, he was in Miami for a couple years. Uh, Damian Williams was. Uh, That's what we do. We check the facts. But again, at the end of the day, you still have Pat Mahomes. You still have uh, uh, Tyreek Hill. You still have Travis Kelsey. So it's not that big of a deal. But again, you are losing that running game because I don't think Damien will do a fantastic job like Spencer Ware. I think he'll do a good job. I just don't think he will be a blow-away running back like Kareem Hunt or you know Spencer Ware who is pretty decent. I think he'll be a Spencer Ware, not much better. Now you look on the other side of the Chargers. Their defense there in the Chargers, they have a very good defense. Derwin James, Joey Bosa are two young rookie second-year player guys who are going to be... The best, if not right up there, uh, at their positions for the next couple of years. Uh, you look at the Chiefs' defense; they don't have a ton. Um, they have D. Ford, who D. Ford's probably their best defensive player. I'm not sure if Eric Berry's going to make his debut tonight, although that would be a really cool story to see um, Eric Berry come back from his Achilles injury. But then you look at the Chargers' offense. You know, I'm not sure if Melvin Gordon is going to play in this game. Uh, let me see here. Uh, if he does, that's a whole different story, I think. Um, uh, there's no guarantee he said he'll play in this game. So I probably don't think he's going to play. But again, they do have two good backups in Justin Jackson and uh, Eckler. So the chi- I think the Chargers are going to win this game. I'm picking the Chargers here. I think they have a better opportunity to beat the Chiefs uh, than the Chiefs have to beat them. Because I think the Chargers have their better defense. I think the offense is not i think the chiefs offense is better but not by much uh and i think that running game is going to affect that a lot uh so i'm taking the chargers here even though it's on the road and it's hard to pick against the chiefs uh at arrowhead i'm taking the chargers here but again this is going to be the best thursday night game of the season sadly it has to be the last one but if it does have to be the last one i want it to be the best one and thankfully the nfl uh did bless us with that. So, tonight, Chiefs, Chargers, 8-20. Uh, Make sure you tune in for that. We'll go to Saturday. What? Yeah, Saturday games. There's going to be two Saturday games this season. They do this towards the end of the season, uh, which is nice because there is college games on. There's a couple bowl games, but they are small bowl games, so it's not like you're going to be rushing to your TV to see North Texas play in the, you know, beef brady bowl or whatever is playing But again, Saturday, Houston versus the Jets at 4.30. Not a great matchup to start with. I think the Houston Texans will roll over the Jets here. Um, And if they don't, that's going to throw my playoff meter into a whole different world right now. It's pretty messed up right now, but if the Houston Texans lose to the Jets, it's going to be a whole different story because I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Jets will get uh, pretty... Uh, overwhelmed pretty quickly by the Texans' high flying offense. Uh, and I think the Texans will be able to take care of business on the road versus the Jets. But I could be wrong. I've been surprised before. You know, that Saturday football has a little bit more magic than people think. Next game on Saturday the Browns at the Denver Broncos. I'm taking the Broncos here. The Browns, I get it. You're an up and coming team. Your fans are excited, everybody's excited to see what you can do. But you're not there yet. I talked about it on the last show. The Browns just aren't there to make a solid push yet for uh, playoffs or even beat teams like this. Um, The Broncos are good. They're not great. They're not a playoff team. They're a fringe team. I don't think the Browns can beat them, especially when you take into account the home field advantage that the the Broncos will have. You know, it's tough playing in mile high because the air quality is a little different. People don't say it matters, but it does. But again... I just think if this game was played on neutral turf, I still think the Denver Broncos would win. They're favored by two and a half points. The over-under is set at 45, but I'm taking the Broncos here. I think the Broncos are the better team, uh, and I think st- they still think they can fight for a playoff spot. Both teams both think they can fight for a playoff spot, even though I think both teams will not make it. Next game, we'll go to Sunday now. Green Bay and Chicago. This is going to be a fun game. Chicago's favored by six. Uh, Packers have had success, especially Aaron Rodgers at Soldier Field in the past. This is the best Bears team he'll face. Uh, week 1 was a great matchup, a classic, all-time classic game, but this is going to be different than Week 1 because we see what kind of talent the Bears have on defense. They lost Bryce Callahan, but that is a loss, but it's not you know going to kill them. You look at the Packers in terms of what they're fighting for. They want to be where the Bears are. The Bears are the new team in the division. Uh, The Packers have held that crown for the last couple of years um, and they've had to give it up as of late due to some poor coaching, injuries, stuff like that. The Packers aren't going to go away quietly though. They're going to fight. This is a rivalry game. People who think the Bears are going to roll over the Packers here have no clue what's coming to Chicago, what's coming to Soldier Field this Sunday. The Packers are pissed they have new energy with Joe Philbin in the building. They got new players playing all up and down the line. That's going to be the key to this game. The offensive line of the Packers. Can it stay consistent? Justin McCray and it looks like Jason Spriggs are going to be starting on that right side. So, two new guys, um, fairly young guys. Spriggs, I think, is in his third year. McCray is in his second year. Um, playing offensive line for the Packers. Akeem Hicks is going to be over McRae. And I think Khalil Mack's going to be over Spriggs about 90% of all the snaps. So that's going to be dangerous. Uh, Balaga, hopefully he plays. Brian Balaga, um, when he was hurt last game, he got hurt. He got dinged up, I think, in the first game. It wasn't pretty with Spriggs. Uh, Khalil Mack got to Aaron Rodgers early and often and caused some injuries that really derailed our season uh, for most of the year with Aaron Rodgers' knee. But, again, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Bears-Packers. I think the Bears are undervaluing what the Packers are. um, And I think the Packers are still fighting for that playoff opportunity. You know, it's crazy to think that the Packers could still make it, but it's very, very likely um, that come Week 17, the Packers just have to have a few things go their way, um, and they'll win this game. You know, it's interesting because the Packers, you look at their scenario to get into the playoffs, it's basically... The easiest, the hardest thing to happen for the Packers to get in the playoffs is for them to win out. Every single thing else, it's not unrealistic. Uh, I'll read it off right now. Um, You look at it. Like I said, the Packers have to win the next three versus the Bears, the Jets, and the Lions. Then they have to have the Panthers lose at least one game, uh, and the Panthers play the Saints twice. Then they have to have the Redskins with Josh Johnson lose at least one game, and they play the Titans and the Eagles. Then you have to have the Eagles lose at least one one game. They play the Rams, and then they play the Texans. But then you have to have either the Vikings lose two out of their next three, or the Seahawks lose all three. The Seahawks aren't going to lose all three because they play the 49ers and the Cardinals uh, two out of the three times. They play the Chiefs the third time. But then you look at the Vikings. Either the Lions or the Bears or the Dolphins have to pull up uh a victory there. I think the Bears will I think the Bears will beat the Vikings week 17. I think it would actually come down to that cuz I think the Vikings are going to lose either to the Dolphins or to the Lions. And it will come down to week 17 Packers uh playing the Dolphins, uh playing the Lions, sorry. Uh and the Vikings playing the Bears. And I think if the Packers win that game and I think if the Vikings lose to the Bears, I think the Packers will make it to the playoffs. Uh and what happens when you get into the playoffs, you know, you throw out the record books, everything's different. So in this game, I'm taking my Packers as always. I'm taking the Bears. Uh, I'm never taking the Bears versus the Packers. I'm never taking anybody versus the Packers. Packers by 14. It's a blowout. It's a bloodbath. Packers come to shoulder field ready to go, and the Bears have no idea what hit them. Next game, Arizona at Atlanta. I'm taking Atlanta here. They're favored by 10. They lost last week. They got embarrassed by the Packers. Uh, They're pissed off. They need a win desperately, uh, and they're at home in front of their fans, and Arizona's a good team to do that against. Tampa Bay and Baltimore at Baltimore Baltimore's favored by seven and a half Lamar Jackson was officially named the starter uh, this week, which means all five all five rookies, all five first round rookie quarterbacks uh, are in sole possession of the starting job uh, where are we at week 15 uh, which is interesting. nobody really thought that would happen. I hate it as a proponent of a guy, a proponent of the sitting the rookie quarterback for at least one year. Uh, I hate it. Uh, but again, these certain situations, everything played out differently. But I'm taking the Ravens here. I think Tampa Bay is done. I think they're lying down here. I think it's time to put them out of their misery. Um, I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens here at home. Detroit at Buffalo. Buffalo's favored by two. I'm taking the Bills in this game. Uh, it's tough to play uh, in the Bills' stadium. Um and then I don't think the Lions really have anything left to play for. I don't think the Lions care anymore. Uh, I think they're another team like the Buccaneers. They've just been waiting for someone to come and put them out of their misery. You know, they're, they've just been kind of just lying down, waiting. They've been playing in domes the last couple of weeks. Now they got to go play in the cold in, the, in Buffalo. I'm taking the bills here. The Lions are done. Next game, Oklahoma and Oklahoma. Oakland and Cincinnati. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals here at home. I like Jeff Driscoll. I like what he's done there for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think he could get a pretty easy win here at home versus one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um uh, taking the Bengals here at home. Uh, and they also they're they're favored by two and a half, which I kind of thought it would be a bigger spread, but it's not. But I'm taking the Bengals here. I'm taking Driscoll. Dallas and Indianapolis. Indianapolis is favored in this game by three. And I think that's a pretty solid bet. I'm taking the Colts here. I think this game is going to prove a lot uh, for both teams. This is a uh, you know prove-it type of game. This is a show-up-and-show-us-what-kind-of-team-you-are type of game. I'm taking the Colts here. I think the Colts are better than the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are a little bit of a mirage. Um, yeah, they played well versus the Saints. Yeah, they played well versus the Eagles. But I think they're a little bit of a mirage. Uh, I don't think the Eagles are as good as people think, and I think the Saints had an off night, and they've had a couple off weeks. Um, I think the Colts are a really good team. I think Andrew Luck obviously deserves comeback player of the year. I think he deserves contention for MVP as well. Um, Quentin Nelson has been by far the best rookie, uh, you know, in terms of production. Darius Leonard's defensive rookie of the year. Malik Hooker's holding it down back there uh, in the. Uh, secondary, I'm taking the Colts here. I don't think the Cowboys are as good as everybody thinks, although they could prove me wrong. Next game, Washington. We actually have a Cowboys fan, I think, on next week um, or in the coming weeks. I want to ask him about the Cowboys and what his thoughts are that they're going to have to pay Dak Prescott over $100 million. Next game, Washington and Jacksonville. Both teams... Who are experiencing pretty rough seasons as of late? It's at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's favored by seven and a half. Just, just basically because nobody knows what Josh Johnson's gonna do. Uh, you know, he could come out and ball, but he hasn't thrown a pass in a game since 2011. If you discount last week, so I'm taking the Jaguars here at home. Uh, I think Kessler gets the job done. I think the the Redskins aren't going to go anywhere, and I think they're gonna lose this game versus the Jaguars. Next game, Miami at Minnesota. Like I said, this is a huge game for the Packers. We are rooting for Min- for Miami as hard as you can root for any team. Uh, I'm taking the Dolphins here because I'm going to be rooting for them as hard as I possibly can. The Vikings have come a long way since their NFC Championship run last year. Hopefully that wasn't their best bet to ever reach a Super Bowl. Um Because that's pretty sad if Case Keenum was your best bet. Uh, But I'm taking the Dolphins here. They're coming off a huge win last week versus the Patriots. You know, they got that magic around them. And the Vikings are coming off a pretty bad loss on Monday night. So I'm taking the Miami Dolphins here on the road uh, versus the Vikings. Alright, next game we're going to talk about here. Uh, Let me see. Sorry, the list got uh, pulled down from my phone. Uh, give me a second here where are we just, at? Tennessee versus the Giants. Obviously, I'm taking Tennessee here. Uh, the Giants are actually favored in this game because it's at home. Uh, and I think the Giants have played pretty poorly up to this point. Uh, they haven't played up to their talent level yet, which makes them a dangerous team and makes them a pretty good candidate for spoilers. But I think the Giants are quitting. I don't think they care anymore. I don't think they want to win. I think they want the better draft pick. I think Gettleman... Wants the better draft pick, so I'm taking the Titans here because I think the Titans are the better team. Look for a uh, look to see how good Derrick Henry plays in this game. Coming off a huge performance last Thursday night, you know, yeah, picked up in a bunch of fantasy leagues. Uh, he's been the talk of the league the last couple of, uh, of days. Let's see what he does, uh, and let's see how he backs it up. Next game, Seattle at San Francisco. I'm taking Seattle here on the road. Uh, San Francisco. Hasn't even been close to what we expected them to be with a bunch of injuries. Seattle, it has won I think four straight right now, um, and they are still looking uh, to continue that that run to the playoffs. Because everybody was counting Seattle out, but they keep fighting. Next game, New England and Pittsburgh. I'm taking the Patriots here. I'm not taking. I'm not picking against the Patriots uh, anymore, like I said. Um, Pittsburgh. Has had a pretty rough couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know if that's just because, you know, things have just not been working their way. Injuries, James Conner hasn't been playing, but I think he'll be ready for this game. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm taking the Patriots here uh, on the road. Uh, This game probably would have been a lot more exciting a couple weeks ago, but it's just not anymore. Next game, Philadelphia versus the Rams. Uh, I'm taking the Rams here. Carson Wentz might not be playing. He might be done for the season due to a back injury. Nick Foles, the former Super Bowl MVP, is going to be playing in this game. Uh, I don't think he is as good as people think. I think last year's Super Bowl run was kind of a fluke. Um, I I don't think Carson Wentz has been healthy at all this season. I think they forced him out there too early. So I'm taking the uh, Rams here at home. Nick, they need to bounce back too. Monday night's game, New Orleans and Carolina. I'm taking the Saints here. Uh, Carolina has fallen. Uh, they were the hot t- hot uh, talk of the league a couple weeks ago, uh, but they have fallen as of late, losing pretty bad games to the Browns and other teams. Uh, I'm taking the Saints here. They need a win desperately. They've lost two straight. Um, you know, Hopefully the Saints don't win. But, again, this is a good game for the Packer fans because if the Saints win – uh, obviously Carolina loses and that takes another uh, and that checks off another box for the playoffs but if the Saints win what if Panthers win uh, we uh, the Saints lose again and we get a higher draft pick so hopefully we'll see what happens uh, as the season goes uh, for the rest of the way but that's it for NFL week 15 picks and that's it for our show today we want to thank you to our sponsors D's home cuts and a's lawn service we ask that you go on to iTunes rate reviews and subscribe Follow us on uh, Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 1-2. That's where you can find everything and anything that you ever want to know about the show. That's where you can answer any question or ask any question for uh, that will be answered on the show. Uh, that's where you can send comments, questions, comments, concerns about the show, what you like, what you don't like. If you want to be a guest, that's where you need to hit us up in those DMs. Uh, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for guests still. Uh, we, we're pretty filled up the next couple of weeks, but we're always looking for people to store away. Uh, if you ever want to come back on, you know, we'll get your number and we'll figure out a day for you to come in. Because if you want to come on, we'll get you on. That's all that matters. Uh, but other than that, follow us on uh, Grand Old Sports. Uh, that's a new site we are started to work with. Uh, you can also find us on 12 Ounce, like always. Find us on YouTube as well, TNT Sports Talk 12. Um, other than that, that's our show today. Uh, I want to thank you for listening. I know you were disappointed to not have Johnny or Truman, but we will have them on soon. Truman will be back for sure on Tuesday. Uh, I'm not sure which guests we're going to have on, but tune in for Twitter to figure that out as we're trying to sort out you know who to come in, who's coming in when. So, uh, Other than that, though, have a great day, have a great weekend, and tune in on Tuesday for another new episode of TNT Sports Talk. Thanks, guys.